0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll read uh, Romans 8, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemns sin and sinful man in order that righteous requirements of the law may be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the Spirit. What happens when you don't live up to the hype? What happens when a standout academic student in high school all of a sudden finds themselves, herself, not living up to the requirements of the scholarship she received because of her academics? What then? What happens when a a supermom who loves and cares for their children and created a, a healthy and wonderful environment and would do anything to protect her child, in one little harebrained moment when she wasn't looking, something happened. What then? What would happen if a businessman who created all of his his business, his, his career, his job, his, his entire livelihood out of the blood, sweat, and tears he put into it in one moment because of one small lawsuit loses it all. What then? What then <coughs> when you lose everything that you've lived for and built up? I, I was talking to someone about this, there was an individual who, who would always wear his military fatigues. He'd always wear them. Even 30 years after he was done serving in the military, that's all he would wear and that's all he would talk about. And this man was concerned for his friend because he felt his friend was living in the past in a moment as if he was ready to drop everything and go serve in the military again. What happens when your life is defined by who you once were? That this man felt that he was valuable in this life because he served in the military and he felt maybe if he lost that identity, then he would be no one at all. You know what you call that? Justification. His justification was he felt that he served and that's who he was and that's what made him valuable. I don't know if you watched the the draft at all. Uh, D.K. Metcalf, a very hyped prospect. He was supposed to go top ten in the draft this year and he fell all the way to the last pick in the second round and when the Seahawks called him up, he broke into tears. He said, why don't you... Why didn't you pick me earlier? He was looking for justification. He was looking for some sort of value in his life. He felt he was much more valuable than the last pick of the second round. And that's what Paul is pointing out to us here today. He says, we are all looking for justification. He says, this is how it comes. It comes through a law or a principle And the law or the principle that we try to justify ourselves with, it brings sin and death. Because we can't justify ourselves. As God would want us to be justified, as we look at ourselves as... As sinful human beings, we try to accomplish so many things in our lives to make our life valuable, but God says to us, your justification, your ways of justification, they don't work, and I can prove it to you. Just look at your body. I look at mine. Still young, but I all of a sudden have aches and pains. All of a sudden... I'm a little more wrinkly than I used to be. Those crow's feet, is that what they call them? Suddenly, I, I, when I go to the doctor, my doctors look at me, they say, these are the red flags in your life. You've got to watch out for these things because your body is slowly getting older and breaking down. You know what? Our bodies are preaching to us. They're telling us something. They're telling us that the air that we breathe, we don't deserve it. The space that we take up, we don't deserve it at all. And slowly what will happen is one day this death and decay will catch up to us and then all of a sudden it's very simply clear we're not justified to be here. If we were, God would allow us to keep living and keep breathing and keep being for all our life, and yet here we see our bodies slowly preaching to us. And this is what it says. Stop your ways of justification. Stop your own journey to try and justify yourself, and instead trust God's way of justifying us. And how he does it is through a body. This is what he says starting at verse 3. And he condemns sin in sinful man or a better translation is in flesh. In order to, that the righteous requirements of the law may be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the spirit. That was done in the flesh by Jesus. Jesus died on the cross in the flesh, and he died because he did not deserve to breathe any longer. Because he had our sins on him. Jesus stopped being in this world so to speak because he he wasn't justified to be in this world because he took all of our ways of justifying ourselves and he took them on himself and he died on the cross for our sins and he took the requirements of the law and he says it's all done it's complete you are justified you're innocent and because of what jesus has done we're free free so much in the fact that we are free from all condemnation. As we look at ourselves and the spiritual ugliness that we have in our lives, Jesus says to you, God turns and looks at you and he sees someone who is beautiful and righteous and holy and wonderful because I took the punishment. My body took that punishment that you deserved, that, that the punishment for the sin that you committed, the things that you have done in your life that you look back to and you think to yourselves, I wish I could have changed. I wish it could have been better. I wish I could have been a more wonderful parent, a more wonderful friend, a more good person. I have given you that all. and I send my Holy Spirit to remind you of it. This is important because this is what Paul says to us. He says, Because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. You know that's the Spirit's big work is to push justification on us. It's like uh, the Spirit is a a salesman who has something so wonderful for your life and he wants to push it so much on you he says take this this is exactly what you need to feel good about yourself to feel wonderful to, to essentially deserve the breath and the life that you have here it's Jesus. If If the Holy Spirit were a dealer, Jesus would be what he's dealing to us. And he says, As you consume, as you are in Jesus, there is no condemnation whatsoever that when God looks at you, you are free, you are holy, you are righteous, and it even goes beyond that. Because it's more than just freedom from condemnation, from death and hell. It's you are free from condemnation, period. So that when an old lady looks at you in a very mean way, you're still free. When, when your smarts aren't smart enough, when you find yourself failing this world, you, you, you still are not condemned. You are still loved by God. When, when you're the parent that you, you don't want to be, you're free. Because in Christ Jesus, he has made us more valuable than any single thing in the world. He has put on us his own righteous work and his own righteous actions so that when he looks at us, He sees us as worth more than all the gold in the world. He says, this is why you are justified, because I have given my flesh and blood for you on the cross. And even more than that, you have to understand what Jesus exactly did on Easter. Easter was God's way of saying that Jesus' justification worked. That God rose Jesus from the dead, and so what Jesus does for us on Easter is that he doesn't just save us from the damnation and hell. He does something completely more wonderful than that. He says, not only do I save you from your sin and your death, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to bring you to be with me forever. Jesus is saying, you're worth hanging out with forever. That's the Almighty God saying it to you. So when you do find yourself maybe flunking out of high school or college, well, you know what? God still finds you valuable. He loves you. When in a harebrained moment you, you've done something so wicked and so bad or so, so painful to your family, to your children, God looks at you and he says, I, I still love you and I want to be with you. I want to sit next to you for eternity. I, I want you to breathe the breath of eternal life and be with me forever. When you look around, you feel like you're just wasted space. Because no one loves you, even though you love everyone else, God says, you know what, I want to sit with you and be with you for eternity. Not just for a day, but forever. You're worth it. That's what justification means. When you're justified, you're justified There is no condemnation for you. And so when you see the things around you that pull you down, that make you feel horrible, you look to Christ and you say, how can I get more of this wonderful love of God that he has given me? And it's important for us to understand that. Because the more we consume and take in Christ's justification... the more we see a loving God who sees us more valuable than all the wealth in the world. Who sees a parent who's washed in the blood of the lamb, Who sees a a businessman who's, even though he's lost everything, has eternal riches in heaven. He's given us justification so we don't have to justify ourselves. I I want you to be a counselor for a second. I don't think I'm very cute. I'm not as good as some other pastors. I don't feel like I'm a really good person. How would you respond? You could say, Pastor, oh, you're cute. Say, you're you're a pretty good pastor. We enjoy having you. You're you're a pretty good father too, as well. But you know what you've done? You allow me to self-justify, to pull my worth from something that is not ultimately useful. You know what we could say instead? It doesn't matter how you look. God wants to look at you forever. You don't get your value from being a pastor. Your value is given to you because Jesus died for you and given you his life. That's your value. You, you you being a father doesn't make you eternally wonderful it's it's what christ has already done for you that makes you eternally wonderful and valuable Because when we begin to do that, we see it's Christ's justification that the Holy Spirit pushes deep into our hearts so that we see and draw from that. And we don't try to self-justify by the things in this world. We don't find our value by the things that we do and don't do. But we find our value only in Christ who has given us everything. That's what Jesus' justification does. That's what Paul says, that you are in Christ Jesus. That even though your body might fall apart and get wrinkly, and you see family and friends pass away and die, well, the Holy Spirit tells us what our souls already know. That God has eternity for us. So that my wrinkles one day will be unblemished and holy. That the the cancer that maybe is working in my my body that I I don't see is, well, one day I will have a body untouched by cancer or, or, or any of its effects. That, that all the pain that I see in my loved ones leaving me and being gone and the sorrow that I have. He says, there is no sorrow for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. You are free because Christ has given you his justification. You deserve heaven because of Christ. You deserve to be seen as worthwhile because God sees you as ultimately worthwhile and he loves you. That's what the Spirit promises. That's why we have great peace. Because in Christ Jesus, no one can say a thing. No one can pick on your looks. No one can pick on your Attitude, your personality, because in Christ Jesus it's covered. That's what the Holy Spirit promises. Amen. Please stand. We continue by confessing our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. Printed for you on page 7 in your bulletin. We confess. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He is seated